0: Awesome. Well, are you guys ready for the word this morning? That's why we've all come here. That's why we gather is for the presence of God. So this morning, um, I want to ask you guys the question, what is praise? You know, many of us have been in church circles and part of church life for a long time, and we hear the word praise. Uh, but what exactly is praise? I want to ask you guys actually this morning, what is praise? Praise. Who wants to go first? What does praise mean to you? How about you, Gemma? Um, For me, it's just enjoying God's presence and just being thankful, but just having a dance party around the kitchen with him, that's that's my best praise time. The dance party around the kitchen. How many of you guys are having dance parties at home this morning during our time of praise? What about you, Din? You're a worship leader. You've been part of worship teams. What does praise mean to you? I think for me personally, it's just about acknowledging that he's my God. He's the one that I thank for. And without him, um, I can't do anything. That is praise for me. Um, whether I feel it or not, I also praise. That is at least what I you know, think of when I think about praise. Giving my all at all times. Come on, that's so good. Giving praise, even when you don't feel like it. I think that's such an important thing. Charles. you were reaching for the microphone, so I know you're keen. Um, so we're actually going to grab an extra mic. Charles. what does praise mean to you? I think it's how you conduct your daily life. Wow. Yes. Yes. That is profound. Did you guys hear that? It's how you conduct your daily life. So good, so good. What about you guys at home? Is anyone typing in the chat? What does praise mean to you guys? Pop it in the chat. I'm watching. I'm going to keep track of, of who's responding and, and leaning in. Um, what does praise mean to you guys at home? I mean, you, we talk about praise and worship and, and in that context, Praises fast songs and loud beats, and people jumping around, and and all the bass. You know, make sure that you turn the bass right up for the praise songs. Um, But when we start examining scripture, I started looking into this this week as part of my sermon prep, and I was actually blown away at how many facets there are to praise. I mean, everything that everyone mentioned up here before was all correct, but they were all very different. And when you look at scripture, the Bible reflects that as well, is there's so many different facets of praise. Um, I mean, you even look at the different words that could be used for praise. Um, and even if you were to count the number of times praise is mentioned, if you then go back and look at the original words and look at the Hebrew, um, look at the Greek, some of those words are actually translated into other things such as thanksgiving. So in the context of, of, of praise it it shifts a little bit and and the translators have changed that to thanksgiving or giving thanks in other times it means um to be glorified or to be valued or to uh lift high and all of these things essentially are the same thing even though it doesn't specifically say praise they come from the same word which then is sometimes translated to praise and sometimes translated to other things depending on the context. But the the essential root of it and the meaning of it all comes back to praise. Um, And so therefore, you can get so many different meanings out of things, and that's where all the different facets and different angles of praise comes from. Um, Even how it looks can vary a little bit. Um, But Praise is throughout the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, beginning, in the end. Praise is such an important thing. And what I want to speak about this morning is how do we make that applicable to our lives? How do we live lives of praise? And how do we make praise a meaningful part of our walk as a Christian? I mean, praise is so much more than just a fast song at the beginning of a service. But if we can find praise to just that, if that's all praise is to us, then we're missing out on so much more of what praise could be in our lives. And so, um, if you're taking notes this morning, the title of my message is praise with a purpose because praise needs to have a purpose. It needs to be. um, What a blessed day it is this morning. My name's Emily. And as you um, prepare to give song at the beginning of our service, Praise, like Charles said, is how we live our daily lives. But what does that look like? What does it look like in our walk as a Christian? So I wanted to share three things that praise can change and three things that praise looks like in our lives. So point number one is praise changes perspective. Praise changes perspective. Now we all face challenges and hard times in our lives, right? I mean, you look even at uh, twenty 2020, twenty into twenty twenty one and COVID. That's all been a struggle, whether it be lockdowns, whether it be work, whether it be um, whatever that looks like. It's been a challenge. Um, I know we all face challenges in our work. We all face challenges in our lives, whether or we uh, have challenges in relationships. So we all face. These mountains, you know, we just spoke or we just sang about praising God, whether we're in the valley or whether we're on the mountain. Um, We all face these mountains. And I like the lyrics that are actually said in that song was, I'm gonna praise you even when the mountain's in my way. That means even when we're facing a challenge, we're still gonna praise God when we're facing the mountain. Um, But we're talking about... um, how praise can change our perspective. So uh, reading through the Psalms, the Psalms is full of praise moments, but it's also full of challenges that David or whoever the Psalmist is, is facing. I mean, you can even look at um, how David, even in within one Psalm, David can often be uh, lamenting, if you want to put it that way. He can be upset. He can be um, facing challenges, but even within that one psalm, it changes from, oh, woe is me. There's people surrounding me. There are people and challenges that I'm facing. Everyone's against me, but God, and he changes it to praise. He changes it to praise. I want to read one psalm It's not gonna come up on the screen because I wanna kind of skim through it a little bit just to give you guys an example of this. I mean, there's so many Psalms that are like this, but Psalm 57, it starts out uh, in verse one. It says, have mercy on me, O God, have mercy. I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until danger passes by. So he starts out with a little bit of praise. I cry out to God most high, to the God who who will fulfill his purpose for me. And then, if we skip down a little bit, he says, I'm surrounded by fierce lions who greedily devour human prey, whose teeth pierce like spears and arrows, whose tongues cut like swords. But then, the very next verse, he says, But be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. And so that's just in the first couple of verses. And it kind of goes on, and he goes, This is my challenge. This is what's happening. This is, is the thing that I'm facing. But God, you're greater. God, you're mighty, be exalted over everything. And so we start to see how praise can change our perspective. Because when we are faced with a challenge, and then we start praising, what does that do? If you're looking at your challenge, and you're going, the lions are surrounding me, and they're got teeth that cut like swords or tongues that cut like swords and and, I've got this challenge and then this person's against me and that person's against me and blah, blah, You're looking at the, the challenge. You're looking at the hill. But as soon as you begin to start praising, what happens is you start turning. You turn, you turn, you turn, and you go, Oh God, you are great and you're mighty. You're so good. You're so kind. You're so loving. You've done all these things in my life. You've saved me in the past. You've upheld me. You've carried me through. And so our perspective is shifting from the challenge and your focus being here and oh no, oh no, oh no. And then it shifts. Praise you, God. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. And it changes. And then you start shifting your perspective to the one who is above it all. Our perspective shifts and we put Jesus at the center. You know, we sing Jesus at the center of it all. Sorry for my singing voice. It's not that great. That's why we have better people who can sing on the worship team. But we sing it, but do we really mean it? What does that actually mean? It means we're shifting our perspective from troubles and woes. And when we actually putting Jesus at the center, we're shifting, we're praising God, you're good. God, you're mighty. I mean, we even say, Jesus, the name above every other name. Is it above the name of relationship troubles? Is it above the name of anxiety? Is it above the name of depression? Or are you focused on those things? So praise is so important and an important part of our walk as we face these things, we need to have a spirit of praise that changes our perspective. I want to give you guys another example. Another example. As I was preparing, I was reading this story about a Christian missionary who went to China and, you know, in, in China and in Asian countries or where if you go to a different country, they have different diseases and they have different sicknesses and things like that. And often they'll ask you to get vaccinated against those things before you go there, like yellow fever and typhoid and all those kinds of things. Um, but this Christian missionary went to China and she fell ill with one of these unusual diseases that she's, she's not familiar with from where she was from. And she gets really, really sick and her temperature's through the roof. She's got aches all through her body. She's finding it hard to breathe. And so what does she do? Of course, like we all do. What do we all do when we're starting to feel sick? Is we start to pray. We start praying and she's praying and she's praying. And for days on end, she's praying, God, heal me. God, fix me. Take this illness away. God, I feel sick. I feel hot. I'm sweating. I'm achy. God heal me, God heal me. And for days on end, she keep continually declines and gets more and more unwell. And then she gets a vision. Now, this is pretty cool. God gives her a vision of some scales. And I'm not talking like the new digital scales in the kitchen where you just put your thing on there and it comes up and says 850 grams. It was scaled like the old school ones that have got the arms and, it ba- and you got to balance it. And it scales like that. And on one side, it says prayer. And on the other side, it says praise. And in the vision, it was heavily weighted to one side, the prayer side. She was praying and she was praying and she was praying for God to heal her. But the scales are unbalanced. And so what does she start doing? She changes it. So we're starting up here. The praise side is up here because it's unweighted. And then she starts praising God, you're so good. God, you're the name above every other name. God, you've conquered all things. You can do all things. Nothing is impossible for you. And it starts balancing out. And the people who are in the house with her start thinking she's going crazy. Her temperature's going through the roof. She's getting delirious because she keeps praising and she gets louder as her lungs start clearing up and she's able to breathe a bit more. She's She's praising and she's praising and she's praising. And within a few days, she walks out of the room healed. It started off with prayer, but the focus was the illness. Now we all need to pray. I'm not saying don't pray and only praise. It's a balance. But if your focus is solely on God. I've got this problem. God, I've got this issue. God, I'm facing this thing. But then you start changing it and balancing out the scales and start praising. You start shifting your focus off of your troubles and you start focusing on the one who can deal with your troubles. Because we change our perspective from this, this is not Jesus at the center. This is problem at the center. And then we start putting Jesus at the center. And we focus on Jesus. We put him at the center so that he can deal with all those things. But our focus is on Jesus as we praise. We don't praise the problem. We praise the creator. We praise the savior. Now, how does that start shifting our perspective. Like, yes, we're physically or, or spiritually or symbolically shifting our perspective. But as we praise, we start to see things how Jesus might see them. It doesn't necessarily mean that the problem is magically going to disappear or it's suddenly begun, gonna become easier. But uh, my Bible tells me that we should focus on the things above that we should see how Jesus sees things. And it starts to put our problem in perspective. It changes because the things that we face to God may not be all that troublesome. It may not be all that worrying because Jesus has conquered everything. He is the name above all names. So if we start to see things through that lens, then our perspective is shifted. It changes. Point number two, praise changes your posture. Did you know that praise has a posture? It's not just a thing that we say or words that we say, but praise actually has a posture. I'm putting you guys on the spot here. What's your praise posture? If you were to give a praise posture, what does that look like? You guys at home too, you're not getting left out of this. Show us your praise posture. What does that look like to you? If you were to put, um, give posture some sort of, uh, praise some sort of a posture, what does that look like? Is it hands raised high? Is it clapping? Are you guys, show us your praise postures. Let's go. Yeah, there we go. Hands up. Yes, so good, so good. Um, it's not cowering, it's not, um, you know, huddled in the fetal position on your bed. But praise actually has a posture. Psalm 47 verses one and two says, come everyone and clap your hands. Shout to God with joyful praise. Praise is joyful. It's clapping your hands. It's raising your hands up. It's joyful. It's excited. Um, That's why in a praise song, often people are down the front. They're jumping around, clapping their hands, getting excited because praise has a posture. Um, so if in the context of if we're facing something, if we're facing a trouble or facing, uh, opposition or facing a crisis, when you start to praise, it starts to change your posture. But it also doesn't just stop there with your posture. Uh, and I'm going to come to, come, come back to this in a second, but it also, uh, changes how you act and, and and the things that you do. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, and this is when the uh, Ark of the Covenant is coming to Jerusalem, and King David is um, the king at the time. It says, And David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly garment. So David and all the people brought up the Ark of the Lord with shouts of joy and blowing of ram's horns. Now, I'm probably gonna put a a hold on the ram's horns and bringing them to church. But by all means, dance around as much as you want. Give lots of shouts of joy. Um, But let's put a hold on the ram's horns. And then if we skip down to uh, verse number 19, it says, Then he gave to every Israelite man and woman in the crowd a loaf of bread and a cake of dates and a cake of raisins. Then all the people returned to their homes. So it starts out by postures of praise and dancing around and being excited and shouts of joy and blowing of ram horns and things like that. But then it extends and it continues on and it says that King David gave to every person some food. Now, I wonder what that feels like or what that would have felt like for the people who received the food. I mean, that even, you know, I try to put myself in the position of those people who were receiving, and they've just seen the king dancing around, going crazy, shouting, and then he's giving everybody food. It makes me wonder from that perspective, how good is the God that he is praising, that it's making him dance around like this and then give everybody food. I wanna know that God. I wanna praise that God. I want a bit of what he's doing. I want a bit of what he's feeling. And so it then starts to affect the people around us. That it extends from just our posture into our action in loving and caring for and giving and being generous to everybody around us. Now I want to come back to the posture thing specifically and this is, this is actually pretty crazy. Um, I have a background in, in science and things like that. I've got a master's degree in physiotherapy. So i I'm, I'm always been interested in the body and how it works and things like that. But God created us. And so when I found out these things, I was pretty amazed that even praise can affect how our body works. There's been studies that talk about how we carry ourselves, even our facial expressions... And the way that we dress can affect how we feel. Studies have shown that if you're smiling or even using the muscles, you don't have to genuinely smile, but even using the muscles that make you smile increases how happy you feel and the hormones that re, uh, are released when you smile, uh, the hormone, more of those hormones are released. So it even affects us chemically within that when we smile. It also showed that when we frown, it makes it much harder to feel happy or feel excited. It even makes it harder for us to be friendly when we frown. To take it even a a step further, it showed that, and apply it to praise, it showed that when we praise, it actually releases endorphins. So those are the, the hormones that make us feel happy, that feel, make us feel excited, that make us feel close to people. It, it lifts us up. So even the act of, of praise changes how we feel and the hormones that are released, which is crazy because it's, it, it speaks to me about how intimately or how well God built us and how well he made us, that even in worshiping and praising him, that physic, we have physical responses to that. Uh, other studies have shown that our uh, physiology and our hormones can even be linked specifically to posture. So there was a study done that showed if, if a person was to hold a certain posture for only two minutes, that it changes uh, the hormones that are released. So the specific study, it, it said that um, people who were feeling nervous whether it be going for a job interview or speaking on things like that, if they stood tall and proud and confidently, that it actually increased the uh, amount of testosterone that is released and makes them feel more confident and not so nervous. So uh, in this study, what they did was they made people hold a certain posture, this tall, proud, confident posture, and then asked them to speak. And then they rated how confident they were in going to speak. And the only difference was that they held this posture, nice, tall, confident, shoulders back, not slumped and nervous and looking around, but just that change in posture made them feel more confident. And so this praise changes how we feel internally. It releases more endorphins so that we feel more excited, more happy, we feel closer To God. Now, speaking about feeling closer to God, that brings me to point number three. Praise changes the presence. Now, in my time as a leader here at Downpour Church, I've met with a lot of people. I've sat with a lot of people. I've uh, tracked through a lot of different things with people and people facing challenges and and struggles in life. And and it, it all happens to every one of us. But I've noticed a few things. Some people, as they're facing their challenges and facing their hill or the mountains, in, <coughs> excuse me, the mountains in front of them, is some people feel closer to God as they're facing these things. And other people feel like they're more distant from God, or they wonder where God is, or is God here, or has he left me? Has he distanced himself? And so I've noticed these two different things. And then as I started to look at it a little bit more, I started to find that the countenance and the things that people were saying were often quite different. The people who felt close to God were often ones who were praising God. Yes, I'm facing this thing, but God's, God's there with me. God's still good. God is carrying me through. God's, God's already overcome it and I'm just trusting in him. And the people who felt distant we're so focused on the problem and trying to work it out and I'm going to try this and I'm going to try that and, and this problem and that thing. and But they feel distant from God. And so there's these two different perspectives on how people view God or how people feel close to God in the middle of their struggles. And so when you read actually in Psalm 22 verse 3, it says... And this is in the New King James Version, so I'm going to read it as as such. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Essentially what it's saying is God inhabits the praises of his people. God inhabits the praises of his people. So the people who feel close to God in their struggles feel close because they're praising him. And their focus is on him and Jesus and not on the problem. But the people who feel distant feel distant because their focus is on the problem rather than praising God because God inhabits the praises. Now, there's a difference between inhabit and visitation. God can visit us in our problems and in our pain and in a service and things like that. But when you have a spirit of praise, when you put on the garment of praise, God inhabits your praises. He comes close to you. He draws near to you because that's the focus. Is all your focus is on him. And so he wants to dwell in your praises and draw close to you. So in our struggles... In our challenges, if you want to feel close to God, there's one thing that you can do that will bring his presence closer, that will make him feel nearer, and that is praise. If you want to have, have God habitate in your presence, around you, in your atmosphere, in your struggles, in on the mountain, in the valley, whether the mountain's in the way or the mountain's not in the way. There is praise that will make him feel close, even when things aren't going the right way, even when you're facing challenges, even, even when you know everything's going wrong. But if you praise him, he will inhabit your praises and he will feel close and near to you. Dean, if I could get you up on the keys to finish this thing off. So there was three things that I spoke about that gives purpose to your praise and helps us in our praise. But there's one other little thing that often we can think about when we praise or when we give thanks. Often we think about praise or giving thanks as after the fact. We go through these struggles and trials and and challenges and and we make it through the other end and then we decide, praise you God. Thank you for getting me through. Thank you for carrying me. Thank you for everything that you did in those situations. But in the Bible, it's often not afterwards. It's in the middle of it. When it talks about praise, it's, it's often right when the challenge is happening or right as we're facing the mountain. And that's the moment of praise. That's when David lifts up the praises to Jesus. So can I encourage you guys, whatever you're facing at the moment, whatever challenge, it doesn't matter what it is because Jesus is greater, He's higher. But can I encourage you to praise through it all? You know, I was thinking... Um even this week. This week was a, a challenging week for me if I'm if I'm honest. There was a lot happening. Um I felt like I was being pulled in a thousand different directions this week in, in preparing I've got to prepare a sermon. I've gotta take care of the family, I've gotta go do stuff with the kids, my car broke down, I've gotta do all the usual church work stuff that we're doing. We've got a uh, come and see night coming up. We've got things happening at the building. And so even by Tuesday, if I'm honest, and I'm going to be transparent with you guys here, is I was feeling stressed. I was feeling overwhelmed. I was feeling very tired. But then as we were sitting, I was part of a meeting. and I was, As we were sitting in the meeting, we went through the meeting. Was kind of just one of those things like okay well let's just get through it let's plan this stuff out let's keep the ball rolling and things like that it doesn't matter if i'm tired or overwhelmed You know, church is going to continue moving forward i'm not going to get left behind but at the end of the meeting there was a moment where we sat around and we all just started praising god for things whether it be for the building whether it be for what was happening in our lives whether it be for what's happening in the lives of the church. We took, it was probably 10 minutes. Everyone just sharing, God, God's doing this. We're testifying, praise God for this. Thank you God for that. How good was it Sunday night to see those miracles? How, you know, God doing great things and miracles. And at the end of the meeting, I was driving home and I realized I no longer felt tired. I no longer felt overwhelmed. I no longer felt like there was too much happening in the week. My posture had even changed. My perspective had changed. Because we had spent 15 minutes, 10-15 minutes all just praising God. And God would, that's when God showed me these things, is look at look at your posture. You're no longer leaning back in your chair and oh I'm so tired. But you're sitting up, you're leaning in and you're engaged. You no longer feel overwhelmed. Your perspective has changed that all these things that are happening during the week are no longer too long of a list, but you can accomplish them all. You can do them all. I feel close, closer to God. He was speaking to me in that moment of God is so close. I'm right here, even though you feel overwhelmed, even though the the stress is going through the roof, even though you've got a long list of tasks to do, I'm still close. But when I was feeling tired and overwhelmed, God did not feel close. But because of the praise, and it wasn't even necessarily me that was doing the praise, but it was all of us, even the other people in the meeting who were speaking out the praises of God, they started it, and then I couldn't help but to join in and speak praise and to praise God for everything that was happening. So it started with other people and then it overflowed to me. And so I wanna encourage you guys this morning to have a life of praise. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 and 18, it says, "'Always be joyful, never stop praying, "'be thankful in all circumstances.'" For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful. Praise God. In all circumstances. In all circumstances. Whether you're on the mountaintop, whether you're in the valley, whether you're facing a mountain, have praise. Be joyful. Pray about it. Praise God in the mountains and in the valleys because it will change how you feel, how you walk, how you talk, how you act because Jesus has overcome. He's already gone before us and we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death but we know that his presence is with us because we keep a life and we live a life of praise. Let's not confine the praise to a moment or a song, but let's have lives that praise Jesus, that praise the King of Kings, that's praise the Lord of Lords. Why don't we just take a minute to all praise God for what He's doing. Everybody at home, you guys here, why don't we give God a clap offering of praise today, Give him thank you jesus for everything you're doing that you've overcome that you're great and that you're mighty jesus we thank you that you are close and that you're not far away that you're here right beside us let's live a life of praise this morning so are you guys ready to live a life of praise are we ready to walk in praise? Are we ready to just lift up that name? You know, I think what we do as Christians is not just here on a Sunday. It's not just here on a Sunday, but it is a lifestyle. And what better way to act than to have a life of praise that other people see. We're not just here for ourselves, but we're here for the people of Marumba Downs, that we're here for Uh, this this city of Brisbane that we're here for, this state and just like David was dancing around and giving out bread and, and things to people because of his praise let's live a life of praise let's get other people excited as they see our lives that we're full of joy that we're full of praise that they just wanna come and they, want, they, they see it and they, I want a piece of that. There is a reason that that person is joyful. There is a reason that person is full of praise. There is a reason and that reason is Jesus. And what better way for our lives to reflect Jesus than to be full of praise and full of joy. Let me pray for you guys this morning as we finish up Jesus. Lord, we thank You. We give You praise this morning. We give You praise for everything that You have done and everything that You're going to do. Lord, we know that You are the beginning, You're the alpha, and You're also the end. You're the omega. And Lord, we thank You. We give you praise for everything you're doing. We give you praise for everything that you've, you've done in our lives already. And we give you praise for everything you're going to do. We give you praise in the valleys. We give you praise on the mountain tops. And Lord, we give, even when we're facing our mountains, Lord, we, we give you praise in that because we know that whether uh, we have to walk through that mountain or we have to climb that mountain, you are there beside us in every moment and in every minute of our days. Lord, we ask that your presence be with us. Inhabit our praise. Inhabit our praise this morning and inhabit our praise in our days. Lord, I pray that you you put the garment of praise upon us. Let our voices rise up. Let our praise rise up as a sweet incense to you, Heavenly Father, Lord. Let our lives be lives of praise today. Lord, we give you all the glory We give you all the praise. We praise your name. We praise your name. Amen and amen.